Listen, you need saving from a lot of things that seek to eventually harm you in the end. The devil is consistently after you, your family, and your loved ones. If I were to ask you right now, who or what is going to save you from the enemy and his legions, what would you say? This message is about your salvation and where it comes from. Not only will you know the answer to the previous question, you'll know where exactly to find its foundation in the Bible. And in the end, we'll pray three prayers to heaven based explicitly on asking, thanking, and praising God for your salvation today. When we speak of salvation, what do we mean? What are you getting saved from? Salvation is the condition of being saved from harm or unpleasant situations, ultimately. In the context of religion and spirituality, salvation is the deliverance from sin and to be saved from evil. This indicates that salvation is a two-part consequence. Firstly, being delivered from sin, and also being saved from evil, harm and danger, also sin inclusively. In the plan and eternal counsel of God, He wills to save men first from the eternal spiritual damnation that sin brings. He then goes ahead to preserve that soul in this physical realm from the harms and dangers of evil which that person is exposed to by virtue of existing in this earthly realm. We can confidently conclude that the plan and innermost intention of God is that all men be saved. And how do we know this? It's by His Word. Many times throughout Scripture, God has expressly spoken about saving man, both from spiritual evil and physical evil as well. For example, talking about spiritual salvation, Jesus himself, the Son of God, an expressed image of God, confirms this by saying in John 3.16 that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Revealing the heart of God, since Jesus is God as well. So also, one of the places where we are reminded of God's physical salvation from evils and dangers that could harm our lives is when the Bible says in Jeremiah 54, 17 that, No weapon that is formed against you shall be blessed, and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the inheritance of the servants of Jehovah, and their righteousness is from me, says Jehovah. Many more times, God continually speaks of this intention of salvation and restoration for our souls. However, in the agenda of God, the spiritual always precedes the physical. 
This means that as much as he is willing to save you from every physical harm, you must submit yourself to be saved from the spiritual danger of eternal death first. God's will is to see you saved from the spiritual death that is the destiny of all men and as a fulfillment of the price that is paid for the sin that all men have committed. But fear not and rejoice, for God already made a plan to save you from that consequence. And this is only made possible through the blood and sacrifice of His Son, Jesus. Salvation has come to men, but it is not without conscious decision to receive it. Though it is most beneficial for man, God will always allow man exercise his free will to either accept or reject his salvation. There is no other way to having peace with God, who punishes those who have sinned and must face the penalty as part of his integrity and faithfulness except through Jesus. You see, God is not going to punish the unrighteous just for punishment's sake, but it is because his word must be fulfilled, and he has proclaimed a recompense for those in sin. It is also a consequence of his integrity and faithfulness that those who have obeyed and walked with him must have a reward of blessing, peace in life, which will differ from those that have disobeyed and rejected him, who will receive death and eternal damnation. He is a just God and will not be partial. God does not find pleasure in seeing that men reject his only son and are destroyed in the lake of fire. If there was any other way for men to be accepted by God other than through Jesus, I am sure and certain God would have gladly offered it to us. But really, there is no other way. Believers, God is pure and has no sin. Neither can he stand sin in his kingdom of heaven, because sin is of this world and inferior to the heavenly system. This is why no unclean thing or person will have access into God's eternal presence. Jesus is the only way to be saved in these last days. There are no more sacrifices of blood and bulls that we can bring to appease God, no. He is no longer interested in these things that are ineffective in covering and taking away sin. All he seeks is that you believe in his son Jesus, confessing your acknowledgement to him as the way, the truth, and the life, honoring and obeying him as the way to God and as God himself. It is with the mouth that you confess this conviction that has been settled in your heart. No other way around this. As Paul says in Romans chapter 10, verse 10, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth one confesses unto salvation. This means that your salvation is not a secret affair. 
It is to be boldly and proudly proclaimed in honor and glory to God. Jesus had to suffer not only on the way to Calvary, but all through his stay on earth and was killed openly, not in secret. And so must your confession also be. When he would teach and be opposed, when he was abused and relegated to being a demon-possessed for healing and his mighty works of miracles, when he was doubted by even the closest of people, his family, all these were his afflictions, which culminated on the cross crucified. He suffered all manner of shame and would die like a common man despising all these just for the sake of the salvation of you and I. What then should we be ashamed of? For Jesus said, If you are ashamed of him before men, then you will also have your own share of denial when you meet his Father in heaven. Your boldness in proclaiming and associating with Christ is also part of your salvation. Jesus suffered all that he went through just so you could be saved from spiritual death and also have life and salvation which you find in God, who protects you from physical dangers. The peace of God is now therefore upon all of us who have accepted his son Jesus. We have escaped from the death into life being translated into the kingdom of Jesus. As the word of God says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. There is now therefore no more fear of death and condemnation because you have been saved from the things that ordinary men should fear. You are a child of God by adoption through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You have been saved. Children of God, let us pray. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. For he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Dear Heavenly Father, I am exceedingly joyful for the great work of salvation which you have carried out. By your plan to save me through the death and resurrection of your Son Jesus, you have delivered me from every dead work and the power of darkness that kept me bound and disobedient to you. You have brought me into the life and kingdom of your dear Son, a place of light and peace, a place where I am loved and have the privilege to an everlasting inheritance in you. I now live without fear, full of your peace that fills my heart with hope and joy everlasting. John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish 
but have everlasting life. Lord, I thank you for the wonderful gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for such a simple system to salvation, that all I need to do is to believe in the person of the Son of God, the only begotten. Through Christ, I now have life and life eternal. My eternal life starts here on earth as I overcome all that the devil works through the flesh, that I might exhibit the righteousness of God only. Thank you, Lord, for setting me free from the eternal damnation that was to befall me. It is only by your Son that I have received salvation. Thank you, Jesus. And finally, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons into glory to perfect the captain of their salvation through sufferings. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your work of salvation on that cross. I receive your love grace and mercy that was expressly revealed on the cross of your suffering and death. I accept you, Lord, and all that you stand for. I acknowledge you as the Lord and Savior of my life, now and forever. I declare with my mouth today what I have believed with my heart, that you are the Christ, the Son of God, and there is no other way to being accepted and at peace with God. I am now a son, adopted into the glorious kingdom of God. And I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.